welcome to the podcast. I'm Shelby, and I'm thrilled to be hosting the very first episode of Girls Interrupting. Woo! Woo! Yeah! I'm here with three of my very favorite people, Aww. and our producer, John. John. And we're together today to bring you what we're most excited about in comics, pop culture, and whatever else we feel like talking about every month. As our name suggests, we all share the charmingly annoying habit of bursting into any conversation It's that- pretty charming. Nope, never. I think, I think it's pretty charming. That we think needs our input. <laughs> However, we have all promised to be in our best behavior for the I next... I, I make no such thing. No promises. <laughs> Before we dive into our first topic, and immediately break that promise again, <laughs> let's kick things off with a quick introduction of everybody on the team. So each of us is going to talk a, bit, a little bit about what kind of comics we're into and what got us into it. So starting us off to my left, chronic retweeter, enthusiastic fan of righteous ass kicking, and please never ever make her choose between Captain America and John McClane. Don't do it. Seriously, don't do it. Take it away, Monica. Hello, everyone. I got started in comics with Mouse. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's pretty deep for a 14-year-old in high school, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. A little heavy, but it was nice. And from there, uh, right around that time, the Ultimate Universe started, so I thought it was a great way to break into X-Men. I think 35 years of backtracking was not attractive for me. So Mm -hmm. I loved X-Men, I loved Fantastic Four, but then the Ultimate Universe got weird, as it does, Mm -hmm. and I had to back away a little bit. I started reading indie books, a lot less tights, a lot more, I don't really know, philosophy. It was strange. (laughs) Weird monsters and things. Deep. Yeah. And so, because of that, I picked up Punisher, who is my second favorite superhero of all time. And then Hawkeye started, and Fraction is amazing, and Asia is a great artist. And from there, I'm back into tights, and now I'm talking to you three on the internet. If only we could get Frank Castle to wear tights. Look, don't tease me about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a moment. Thank you, Monica. And now we move to Beatrice, informally our very own captain, and even less formally, just B. She's a corn husking Cardinals fan that we lured to the best coast with the promise of cookies and sunshine. B, what do you have for us? Thanks, Shelby. So I got into comics originally when I found a um, slightly used copy of the first volume of Runaways um, at my hometown library when I was just a teenager. Ugh, runaways, right? Just stuck up there between Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> so much better of a choice. Uh, right? Very strange placement. Right. 741.5 on the Dewey Decimal System, I believe. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> you actually remember that. Nerd. I did work there for many a year. But, uh, but yeah, so I read that. Um, between then and now, I think I read a little of the Buffy comics uh, when I was in Ohio. But it wasn't until I started making a lot of friends on Twitter who really read comics. And I mean really <laughs> read comics. Kenneth. <laughs> yeah, and Shelby. Uh, that I actually had people that I could ask for recommendations and not just scary dudes behind the counter at comic book stores who would look at me funny and just try to try to get me to read fables. So that was great. Not that fables isn't good. Not that fables isn't good. However. No. Um, and it wasn't that I wasn't reading Buffy, but it wasn't like I wanted to walk into a comic shop and always get those three recommendations because, hey, maybe I wanted to read Punisher. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Uh, but um, I got some great recommendations, including um, the Jessica Jones-led Alias comic, oh, which is so amazing. Birds of Prey, also mm. amazing. Just a lot of really good stuff. And then I just dove headfirst into comics, and I haven't looked back. Comics led me not just to great stories, but also great people in my life. No. Is that us? Maybe. Aww. It might be you. Whatever. It's totally it's me, anyway. It's Jackie. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. 
Well, Jackie was my first friend in this group. Uh, Rude. I mean, true. I said first. <laughs> Speak of the devil. Degenerate caffeine addict. She who changes her hair more often than the wind changes direction. <laughs> the Barbara Gordon to my Dinah Lance. It's Jackie Mills. Hey guys, I'm Jackie, or Jex, you can call me. I am a huge Birds of Prey fan, as Shelby said. And you can also call me Oracle, because that's clearly who I am in my other life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first comics I read were actually Why the Last Man. I was in a comic book shop on free comic book day, uh, wandering around like a lost puppy. A really nice guy uh, at a comic shop said, hey, you should, what do you like? And I said, I like Harry Potter, because Slytherin Woo, yeah. <laughs> That's not what this is for. Um, and he said, hey, you should read Unwritten in Why the Last Man. And uh, I did, and they were amazing. Um, and then very shortly after, I met Shelby, and I was complaining uh, rather loudly about the... Shelby, harbinger of all things comic, I right? Know, right? She's the pimp. She's our gateway drug. <laughs> First one's free. After <laughs> <laughs> that, you gotta go to Kenneth. <laughs> I was complaining about the lack of female characters that were disabled in popular culture and like how much that made me angry and all those things. And uh, she was like, oh, well, have you read Birds of Prey? And I was like, no. She's like, well, it's actually about a girl in a wheelchair. And I was like, are you kidding? (laughs) Give me this thing. And so she did. And that's why I love her. (laughs) One of many, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm also the one who loves all the villains and the Shades of Grey characters. Boo, so. hiss, boo. Yay, villains. So if, uh, if that's your, your thing, I'm going to be your friend. Thank you, Jackie. And that brings us back to me. Again, I'm Shelby. Uh, and I watched the X-Men cartoon, as many people in our generation, I'm sure, Woo! did. Let's Super go into it. Uh, I kind of forgot about it for, you know, my teenage years. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was 14 years old and my friends and I were deciding we were to be really cool we wanted to sneak in a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I to sneak into scary movies. Well, because we were rejected. <laughs> being 14 oh year olds. Shelby. Trying to get into scary movies. So instead, we're like, well, we're here at the theater. Let's watch X-Men. So I watch oh, X-Men. Man. You guys are the worst. Second choice. Not even second choice. We're not allowed, so I guess we'll do this. No, this is a clear example of Kismet, okay? This exactly. is like Don't. the moment where the light shone down and was like <laughs> Hey, Shelby, your life's on the wrong path. <laughs> this is the right path. That, that was no that was no anybody like a uh, theater person who turned you away. That was the hand of God. <laughs> or gods. Or Loki. You know, whatever. It was lo- the hand of Loki. <laughs> <laughs> it's so early in the podcast. So I watched the movie, and I remembered why I liked X-Men so much, so I decided it was my goal to, as Monica would not... To go through 35 years of X-Men history. I can't do it. The art's weird. The writing's terrible. They call each other by their full names all the time. I will not have you talk crap about Chris Claremont. <laughs> do we need to turn this off and go outside? In my home? Okay. <laughs> okay. Come in, in my house. In a home. I could live here. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of does. We it's don't. sad. It's I mean, you could Just live under here. under her desk. Nice. No big deal. Uh, by the way, we're at Shelby's work recording this. Please don't tell any of my friends. <laughs> don't worry, they're not going to listen. <laughs> Keep it on the download, guys. It'd be super awkward when one of them has a teenage son who likes comics. All focus group. Oh, well. All right, so that's us. So first thing we want to talk about, kind of warm us up. What things TV? we're excited about. Things we're excited about. So what are we excited about this week? It's September. And that means TV's coming back. Yeah! It's been a long summer. Oh my god, so long. 
I miss my DVR and things I just got my DVR back and there was something on it yesterday and I may have done a small dance in my room. Amazing. So we're all, I am really excited about that show, um, How to Get Away with Murder, coming out. Viola Davis. Do you know who's in it? Speaking of Harry Potter, Sean, Seamus' friend, Dean Thomas. (laughs) Dean Thomas? Dean Thomas is on that show. How do you remember him as Seamus' friend? I had a moment. I love him. How old is he now? I don't think he's He's very tall. It's very nice. Mm. She likes him because he's tall. <laughs> Monica has a thing for tall guys. Just, Look, you know. I mean, it's a preference. Beards. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You like what you like. Mm-hmm. Monica also likes beards. Yes. Um, I am... Steve Rogers had a beard once. Greatest run ever. Chris Evans had a beard once. <laughs> Do you have to watch him in Snowpiercer? I love Snowpiercer. That was great. Oh my it god. Did you really say the words good. I love and Snowpiercer? It was good. Did you see it? I have not. Uh, you don't judge. get to judge. Yeah, I can judge all I want. There's a scene towards the end, and you'll never look at Chris Evans. Evans is <laughs> no, you will not. Because of the level of acting he displayed in said scene. Mm. So much great face acting. So Even behind much. that massive beard. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, let, let's bring it back to TV. What else are we excited about, ladies? I'm excited about uh, Madam Secretary. I oh, think that it's does great. look yeah, good, yeah. It's woman in power. She's the star of the show. She wanders around yelling at men all the time. I'm pretty excited about who's, that. Uh, who's in that? Taya Leone. What do you want to bet oh. she gets interrupted all the time? Uh, I'm going to get out a pad and I'm actually going to make marks. <laughs> let me tell you how annoying that is. Monica read a article online about how women in the workplace, even though they're superior to the, uh, you know, above their employees, um, get interrupted. What is it? It's more often than men regardless of their rank in the company. So. Yeah. Men who are subordinate to their female bosses will interrupt their female bosses, but will not interrupt male bosses. I took a week, paid attention at my work, and felt an amount of rage I haven't felt in a very long time. And now I just glare at everyone that I work with. So now it's actually a thing that we notice. Yes, and now I pay attention to it. And the lesson here, people, don't read articles on the internet. They uh, make you focus on stuff you didn't notice before, and then you hate everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think awareness is important. So being aware of it and being able to teach the people. You then have to accept that you're just going to be a rage machine. <laughs> There's a lot of things wrong in the world, and you can either be one of those people who just ignores them and just sort of like lives your own shuttered little life, or you can become aware of them, be angry all the time, <laughs> and then help maybe move the world in a forward momentum Shoot. kind of way. Speaking rage of being power. angry all the time, let's talk about Gotham. Coming out next week, uh, also. Why not just make Gotham <laughs> Central? Come on. They were. Sup- I don't know. They were supposed to when they announced that thing, and it was so exciting. And the, then it's not that thing. The worst part is the the idea behind Gotham Central. What is the city like underneath all the Batman, Joker, superhero stuff? That is so interesting. The cops well, dealing with it, and that's the part they took away from the show. The only part that made it actually intriguing. It's not even just, like, what's underneath so much as, like, how do you be a cop in a place with so much lawlessness in the sense that, like, Batman doesn't have to follow any of the laws. Exactly. And so it's, like, how do you still keep order and how do you keep respect and how do you keep all of these things when, you know... You're shown up by a dude dressed like a rat that flies. Exactly. Right. But also, there's so much you can't actually deal with because all of the supervillains are crazy. and, you know, not anything you could do. It also gets to a point where I think 
you can have a lot of the premise of Gotham Central in this show, but you can't progress to the point where you need to be because you take something like Smallville, where it's all about the guy that's going to be Superman, but he's never allowed to be Superman yeah, on the show. Yeah, didn't he not fly till the series well, finale? Here's the thing, is that that show was originally supposed to run three seasons. It was going to run through his high school career. He was never going to fly or put on the suit or meet Lois Lane or go to Metropolis and be Clark, like be the Clark Kent of Metropolis, ever. They were just going to do those three years. And they had a, like a whole plan and a storyline of how it was all going to work out. But the ratings were too good, so they just kept going. But they Damn didn't. Fangirl. They ran right out of ideas, Everything. and so that show ran for ten years. And by the end, man, it was unwatchable. <laughs> so terrible. See, and that's the thing: is that what's going to happen to Gotham? Are they going to just because they decided to make Bruce Wayne like seven years old? Twelve. I understand. <laughs> uh, He's does a that mean that either they do five years where he hits teenagers, and then you flash forward ten, get a new cast of older people, and then have Gotham Central, or does it get canceled in season two because it's dumb? Well, the point is, it's not about Bruce Wayne, and that's what I'm wondering. You know, you're going to have this dark, this darkness about the city, and you can never have a show that's going to be that's going to get better. You're going to have Commissioner Gordon or mm-hmm. Officer it's Gordon in this part. Exactly. Yeah. And it's going to be this guy being pulled down into darkness. Oh, that's so depressing. Yeah. And, and with no endpoint. Right. There's no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You're not working toward anything. You're working toward right. the darkest point where, where Bruce Wayne decides. Created. Exactly. Yeah. So that's you're just, terrible. You know. So it'll be interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I mean, I'd set for I'm a series. Well, obviously, we're Let's all going to watch it. Yeah, we I guess, can't not do that thing. <laughs> I guess I'm just, I don't really understand. I will complain loudly about oh, it, I am like sure. I feel like I don't completely understand what the premise is going to be, other than just cop show. Yeah. Because. It's a cop procedural set in a city that's more bad than normal cities. And I hey, look guess. over there, it's young Catwoman. That's the premise. Yeah, yeah. Pamela Isley, what, what did they change her name to? Oh, God, it's I terrible. Even know. It was so I don't bad. I didn't run it down, but it was terrible, and I wanted to, like, slap myself. And there was no the reason. Pamela Isley is a fine name. Mm hmm. Hey, you guys, you know what else? <gasps> Catman! Catman! So, uh, Secret Six is coming back. Yes. If yes. that wasn't clear from our little <laughs> exclamation over Catman love. Do you think we're going to hear about how he took his life to Africa? <laughs> killed it with his bare hands? I hope so. Um, if you've never read Secret Six, the stop original. Stop listening now. What's wrong with your life? Exactly. Stop, stop listening. We'll make, wait here. Make better choices. Um, you know you can pause this, right? Yeah. Uh, it's amazing and awesome. Well, the and premise of Secret Six, in case they don't know, it's a group of villains. Mm-hmm. Two-bit villains. Two-bit villains. B- D-list. D-list villains that are forced onto a team that accidentally, a lot of the time, does good. Yeah. They don't really mean it. But they don't. You know. But it happens. Yeah. And they're like, well, all right, that was a good ending, I guess. And it's written by the um, Gail Simone, who... The uh, Gail Simone. The Gail Simone. Gail Simone. <laughs> we adore her. Uh, we love her a lot. So much. It's so she wrote the original Secret Six, and mm-hmm. they are bringing her back to write these guys again. Oh. I'm not sure I would trust anyone else. No. no. I would trust no one else. Also, this is the because first thing DC out of has done in years yeah. that I am stoked about. I can't actually remember the last time I walked into a comic book store and bought a DC comic. It may have been like four years ago. I'm sitting here shaking my head like that's the thing I would do. I don't read DC to start. So <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> I mean, I, I tried a bunch of the New 52. I don't I read it I did read the anymore. Owl Court stuff. That was pretty cool. Uh, epically awesome. Yeah. 
Okay, I really liked Death of the Family. Yes. So I thought that I was do it. really good. I'm so good. tired of the Joker. I loved it. I, I think Scott I think it was Sanger, actually a really interesting take, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I, like I don't have the attraction or the, the love of the Bat Family that you guys do. So for me, it's just yet another villain that Batman will not take care of coming back and threatening people he cares about, which drives me nuts. It drives you nuts that every hero that isn't the Punisher. Is Pretty much. Just kill them. If you kill them, they can't come back and destroy your life. Uh, does the captain ever kill anyone? Yes. The captain was in war. <laughs> he knows how to kill people. He can roll a hard six and make that call, but he generally tries not to kill <laughs> I find it just endlessly amazing that your two favorite superheroes are Captain America and the Punisher, because you cannot get farther apart on the murdering people spectrum. I am a complicated woman, and all I want in life Shift. is for them to be in a buddy comic. That's wow. all I want, is like Cap and Frank running around trying to work together as heroes. I, I would read it and then die happy. Speaking of things we never thought would happen, Gwen is Stacy as Spider Woman. Oh wait, wait before now, we move on, before we move away from Secret Six, can we just mention the fact that Gail, that uh, Nicola Scott just tweeted that she was on a new secret project that she, that she won't talk about? Nicola Scott. That's so great. we are super hoping that it's actually going to be Secret Six because she and Gail have worked together before. Uh, Nightwing's butt. Nightwing's butt. Okay, if you uh, <laughs> if you do anything else after listening to this, please Google. Nightwing, but Nicholas Scott. <laughs> it will be joke. the best shot of someone's behind you will see ever. And Nightwing has an amazing one. There's a lot of talk about how comics are very male gazy, and every once in a while we get something that's for the straight ladies, mm-hmm. you know, sure. and, and or you know the dudes who like dudes. For people who like dudes, I should say. I think it, that's the one. Or like dudes. Or the people who enjoy a fu- well-crafted ass. I mean, I that's mean, true. You really. can enjoy an ass on pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. Built correctly. Okay, so we were going to move on and say um, Gwen Stacy, Spider Woman. The second issue came out today. Today? Yesterday. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yesterday. So exciting. So uh, I'm actually not familiar with this series. So what's the actual premise? I have no idea. I only read the Gwen Stacy one. I didn't even know it was a number two. All I had heard was that Gwen Stacy was going to be Spider Man, and I assumed that Gwen Stacy's appearance would be the number one. Oh, so did but, you read number one or the one that came out today? No, I read number two. I read the one that came out oh. today. Oh, she well, because her appearance was in number one. Ah. Because it's like a whole thing. I guess I didn't. So we dropped the ball on this, well. but we're also excited about it. <laughs> yes. I did, in fact, read number two. It's I a, liked it a lot. It's Ultimates first, though, right? Or is it a new a new universe? I believe it's Ultimates first. I think it's Ultimates. I think it's the only one because tiny spoiler: Peter Parker dies. Her Parker's uncle dead and both. Well, no, I mean like it's in this. It's like her fault, kind of, that Peter Parker died, and so it's her uncle Ben. And the one who says oh. the great responsibility line is J. Jonah Jameson. What? Great. <laughs> That's awesome. I but love- you should read it. Just pick up what is it, what is it called? Edge of Edge of Spider Verse number two. Just read the whole Edge of Spider-Verse, I think. They're doing it's five or six issues. Mm-hmm. I think it's five. Yeah. Her costume is great. She's witty and fast and violent. I love which I Ultimate like. Universe. Gwen Stacy's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm pro-Ultimate Spider-Man universe in general. It's one of my absolute favorites. If you've never read the Bendis ones, they're amazing. Even the Miles Morales, um, not just the Peter ones. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. They're so full of heart and action, too. They're incredible. It's really, really worth it. So we should maybe move on to... Our main topic. So yeah. this month, yes. uh, we all read the first eight issues of the new Ms. Marvel series, uh, which is all about Kamala Khan. And it's written by G. Willow Wilson and with art by Adrian Alfana. 
and uh, I think a short mini by Jake Wyatt. Uh, it was awesome. That was so good. <laughs> so uh, much good. Uh, I feel like we, we talked about it when it first came out, Jackie and I did, that at the end of issue number one, when Kamala gets hit with the, the Terrigen Mist and she's changed and she looks like Carol, basically. She looks like a mini Carol. I think there was a, there was a little concern about taking your your, your brand new um, character who is uh, a woman of color, color and then turning her into a blonde white girl. So it made, it made a sort of side-eye the issue a little bit. I but actually paused pretty hard. I mm-hmm. read it. I was really excited. I, I thought the art was great. I liked the cast of characters, the toughness of her family life. And then, bam, last page, she's this, like, five-foot-eight blonde. And I went, is that what she's going to be? Like, she's Kamala in her life, but when her superpowers are being utilized, she turns into a blonde, leggy, like, white girl. Yeah, yeah, like, it was so uncomfortable for me. I almost didn't read number two. But well, I'm glad that we kept yeah. going because obviously the, the entire first four or five issues, it's great. There, it's a network about identity and mm-hmm. who you see yourself as, who you idolize, right. and and why, and how you see yourself compared to other people. And you know, you're a 16 year old girl. I don't think there's a, another age in your life when you're more self conscious and you're more yeah. oh my god in doubt than you are. And so you project yourself onto. The people you idolize, you know. I like that. I like that when she first was wrestling with the powers in, in issue one. I liked issue one, issue two. That the metaphor was she could only face people that she was nervous around as Carol. You know, right before she saves Zoe from drowning, she can only seem to do it as Carol. And I really liked that idea as a person who used to be a sixteen-year-old girl. You put on masks and you hold yourself up straighter. I used to square my shoulders, chin up whenever I was nervous or was about to talk to people. And I feel like that's what Kamala was doing. She was just doing it with her superpowers instead. And I liked that I could identify with that so easily. Well, and I just love the real classic um, storyline of teenage acceptance and how to be yourself and accept all the different like crazy parts of your life mm-hmm. into this this mold that we're all feel like we're supposed to fit into which is that leggy blonde sexy zoe type character Mm -hmm. when in reality like who you are is actually more awesome yeah but you just don't you know have notice because you're that person all the time yeah exactly and i really love that they took all of these elements of like a different culture but still you know made them feel american and made them feel not well, it was an American teenager. Like, I was yeah, like, that's like, what I mean. It's like through a lens of an American teenager. Yeah. She had this line where um, she was complaining because her, her dad wouldn't let her go to the party, and the line was, everybody else gets to be normal. And that's something every single 16-year-old male, female, white, black, Asian, whatever, has thought at some point in their life. And I just really liked coming from her, anyone can identify that because everyone has been 16 and had that thought. And I think it's a great way of Marvel and those writers to say, yes, this is our first Muslim person of color taking up and leading a book and being a superhero. But she's just like a lot of us. We've all, as humans, had the same thought. And I liked that way of getting people into it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And she's hilarious. She is. Um, And she's definitely a girl who interrupts. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I love her sort of saying, this is Jersey. Mm-hmm. This is how we're gonna roll. We talk loud and we don't take any shit. <laughs> don't mess. I love that. <laughs> I loved that so much. 
Yeah. The idea- she wasn't scared. There's this like effigy of her hanging outside of a store, and her first thought is no. F this, like, we're from Jersey, don't mess. I like uh-huh. that a lot. I like when people stand up even when they're terrified. Yeah, agreed. She's really pretty fearless for being someone yeah. who's so not sure she likes herself. <laughs> I do like that, they, that she even atti- she attaches that to her parents. You know, all the lessons that her parents have taught her is stand up for people who are weaker than you, basically. Mm-hmm. Do what's right, even if it puts you at risk. And even though they want her sequestered and safe, those are the lessons that she's learning. Not that she needs to be safe from everything, but that she needs to take risks to protect people. Especially, and I think it was in some of the later issues when she goes in uh, to talk to the guy. The, the sheik. The, sheik the, that, that, he's, that she's scared of, or he, he, she thinks that he doesn't like her. And she's projecting that she has to help people. She almost feels like she doesn't have a choice because she's been given this power mm-hmm. and, you know, responsibility. Right. Uh, and so she, she's like, well, I can't not do it. I don't mind getting in trouble with my parents because mm-hmm. this is something I need to do and I'm good at it or I'm learning to be good at it and I need to help these people because that's what I'm here for. You know, she has this sense of purpose and he says, okay, well then how do you do that better? How can I how help can you, you do that do better? Safer. I Safely yeah, and loved better. that so That was a great much. moment. That was a great scene. It was and not I also at all expected. Exactly, and I, I kind of love that all the authority figures in her life are actually pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I was gonna um, say that. Like even like her father, when he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, Scary, okay, but you're fair. you're clearly hungry, so let's let's, let's eat, eat this, mm-hmm. you know. And then you know she gets home basically from ignoring him uh, several times in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so she's pretty in trouble at this point. I mean, he's like, okay, let's eat something. I don't know why you feel like you need to do this. Obviously, it's very important to you. You're still going to be grounded. Yeah. You know, but it, it was very much from a place of love and, mm-hmm. and respect and kind of like, please tell me what's going on. But if you're uncomfortable, that's fine, but also you're grounded. Yeah, exactly. Well, I really yeah, I really enjoy the fact that they can make the parents' involvement with her superheroing a point of conflict, but without vilifying them. Okay. Yes. They're, they're good parents. They love her. They care about her. They want her to be safe. And they're there for her. And I'll tell you, good parents thin on the ground in superhero comics. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And two of them. And two. And they're, they're alive. And they're alive. And they're in the same place with her. She even has a brother. The brother's kind of a tool. Okay. He's oh there. The brother, I mean, I like that the brother is, is like, he doesn't have any kind of anything but comic relief essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. right I mean hopefully maybe someday he'll I get think, actual I think he'll, they'll thicken him up eventually yeah. but I think mm-hmm. he was a great foil for her I think you know he, he went the opposite direction on the Muslim belief chart mm-hmm. that she did and I, I like that you know it makes him interesting but it does cause problems he's more religious than his parents and that is just as frustrating as Kamala being less religious than her parents well, and I like that they can include these people who are of a different culture than I think a lot of the readers are going to be. Um, and for me, I who I don't think I have any friends in my in my every, everyday life who are Muslim or who are Pakistani American, so I I couldn't say with authority that these people feel like accurate, accurate representations. But they don't feel like stereotypes. They no. feel like real people from a, a culture. real family trying to deal. Yeah, from just from a different culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you expand that to her friendship group where, mm-hmm. you know, in the very first scene where she's in the shop <laughs> smelling the <laughs> bacon. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, when she was, was smelling so the in. sandwich, I was laughing so hard. And her Bruno, friends, he's like, I'm gonna start charging you for smell. Exactly, and then, you know. I love Bruno. Bruno's great. He's great. And then Bruno's little crush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, he totally does. Remember when he was blushing? Yes. You, so can, you can keep saying things. No, I think that was done. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it spreads to her friends group. 
Yeah, where you and it feels so realistic of like teenagers being friends, where you're giving each other a hard time, you're trying to look out for each other, and you know they mess up and forgive each other easily right. too, as you know kids do. I do love that yeah. she forgave him so easily well, for calling they, her they parents. because yeah. even when she was walking over there, she, she was, was already like, doing she it. was already kind of like, I'm not sure who's more wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was nice too because you get in a lot in media that they have these big blow up fights over something that's basically really stupid Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to believe as the people watching or reading that this is a real serious fight and their relationship could be in danger and we're not stupid their relationship isn't in danger you have 80 more issues to write you're not gonna leave out bruno so i like that in this they were like yes this is a fight but it's also a teenage fight and it's not that serious even though it feels serious and so i like the way it was a big deal in the class and then she wound herself down so, you know, treating us a little bit more. Agreed. I also like that she is a super fangirl. Oh, my God. <laughs> she part. writes fan fiction, you guys. Oh, my God. The she fanfic scene was so cute. Oh with uh, the, like, cutie animals on I the know. planet. Okay, can we talk about her and Wolverine for, like, <laughs> oh ever? Oh, my God. I, mean, I never want to stop talking about how I actually did was. not know this was a thing Wolverine did, that he just, yes. like, collects mm-hmm. teenage women and That's then, right. like, teaches them how to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Beatrice told me about it because she's like, oh yeah, and then Wolverine was like hanging out with her, and it's you know the eighty seventh time he's done this with a young girl, and I went, hang on, back up, what? Because yes. I made it gross, and that's my bad. Sorry, no. Wolverine. Wolverine hangs out with a lot of underage girls, but in a completely non creepy like, manner. It's like a non creepy older brother. It's not even uncle. It's older brother. Mm-hmm. It's They're totally very older. Comfortable well, you know, I think it started with X three. X-23, sorry. Oh, no. It goes oh. back way longer than that. Yeah. We're talking... Jubilee. We're talking Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. Yeah. Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride, where when she joined the X-Men, and this is, you guys, this is my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> she she joins the X-Men, and eventually he takes her on, they she, they do a miniseries, and it, Wolverine takes Kitty Pride to Japan, and it was like this huge selling deal for Marvel. <laughs> and like all of a sudden, they're best buddies, you know, and so it's Wolverine and Kitty Pride for a long time, and then eventually it's Jubilee who finds him... I think strapped up to a cross in a desert or something. <laughs> comics. How do you get yourself into these I things? Mean, comics. comics. <laughs> in case you didn't know, we all waved our hands. Comics. Comics. We did a little jazz hands. But no, I didn't know that Wolverine did this. I get it now. Watching him and Kamala interact throughout that issue and a half was delightful. And he is very good with them. He's very good. Just relating and getting Kamala herself to a place where she probably would have taken longer to get but having him understand and kind of bounce ideas off mm-hmm. helped her get there faster. And they fight giant alligators in a sewer. <laughs> I just love when he's like, she's like, we're twins, we're twinsies. I have healing powers too. And he's like, I don't have healing powers. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, a short, short, angry, angry man. Who <laughs> punches things. And he's like, I knew I liked you. <laughs> Amazing. And then we have to definitely talk about uh, issue eight, where she adopts Lockjaw. <laughs> Can I say, the scene with Bruno and Lockjaw and her in the back alley, like, murdered me. I was laughing so hard, reading illicitly at my desk at work, laughing so hard at my cubicle. I love that she just, like, doesn't question the dog and, like, teleport. Giant dog, be my friend, come home with me. Oh, cool, you're going to teleport? Let's get some stuff done. Let's go go to this place we need to go to. Well, Medusa sends him with a sign around his neck. (laughs) My name is Lockjaw. I I like like hugs. hugs. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone else is scared of him, but Kamala's like, yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing ever. (laughs) Giant puppy. Um, I guess to bring it back to something a little more serious, um, I do love... 
I love that she starts to believe that she can be Miss Marvel. Yes. You know, that, that this that is like, yeah. like a mantle that she can um, take over and that it's okay to aspire to that. Well, I, I liked that, you know, when she's first talking, she has that fever dream, that terrogen mist induced mm-hmm. fever dream, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the entire time, Iron Man is holding that weird swath <laughs> and putting up a peace sign. Every single scene. I went through twice. Every scene. Peace sign, sloth toy. <laughs> I did not notice that. Um, but I like that in that moment, she's very much adhering to the, the alternate idea of a superhero. That you're blonde and actually wrote down classic, politically incorrect costume. That she was excited about wearing that and the tall boots and kicking ass. And that's what she thought a superhero was. We get to the other issue where she's kind of like trying to figure out can she be Miss Marvel without being blonde? And she realizes it's a mantle, it's an idea, it's a belief. Anybody can be that thing if they stand for what Miss Marvel stands for. And what she ties it, she ties it into herself because Mm -hmm. she makes her costume by hand, you know, with the help of her friend. And it it adheres very, very much to her her religious belief system that, you know, she's not really supposed to show a lot of skin. And that's kind of the opposite of a female superhero, you know? Yeah, and but so then I, even she she's, like, great, walking though. down the street, and she's like, I'm supposed to feel powerful, and I'm supposed to but feel, feel more confident, but I feel naked and uncomfortable. Yeah. And she changes it into what makes her feel confident right. and powerful, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Also, she has a fanny pack, you guys. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I so just, terrible. Like, does she ever take anything out of it? Because I never see her take anything out of it. Well, I don't think she wears it once she gets into that whole I mean, outfit. She only wore it that one... The one rescue mission that yeah, failed. Yeah, the one rescue mission that failed. Maybe After she that, she carries Also, I head. love her so much for going back and mm-hmm. being like, yes, you know what? I sucked that first time. Nailed We're going to make this happen. happen. Well, she had a, like a three-page like 80s training montage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. You had a little good montage. Absolutely. I, I did like enjoy to, that. I like that she didn't need one of those moments that you get a lot in origin stories where our hero gets their powers or their whatever, their magic hammer or whatever the case may be, and then they, they need a moment to cope with failing. And they have to, they like, go and, and feel really sorry for themselves. And then somebody else has to come in and reassure them that they can do it. And no, I loved it. Her, straight up, she went, well, that sucked, but obviously I have to go back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to do it better next time. She's got a really gr- amazing sense of purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sense of what she needs to do. That's really refreshing, especially as a 16-year-old girl she really knows that she wants to be a hero and what that means to her. Well, and what it means to people, too. I think she's not doing it for the fame. She's doing it because, like Shelby said earlier, there's a certain responsibility that comes with this gift, and that means that she needs to utilize it for good. And as you were just saying, one of the things I hate the most recently is when someone is gifted with powers, and there's this lame 15-minute piece where they just bemoan it and they hate it and I just want to be normal. It would never happen. Not now. This generation of people in the future, everyone wants super superpowers and it drives me crazy that they pretend for even half a second they're not excited. Well, there, there I, are, like that, I like that Kamala was excited from the get-go. Her biggest problem was how do I be a superhero? Not I hate that I am going to be a superhero. I mean, there are a lot of chosen one stories where the person with the, with the gifts you know, feels the weight of that power. You know, you see it a lot in Buffy, where and a lot of other chosen one stories. Not, you know, not as much in Harry Potter, but in there as well too, where they they feel the weight, they feel the real burden of their destiny and the thing that they have to do. And I feel like there's a place for that kind of story, but I, I like you said, it was really refreshing 
that in this one she's just like, no, this is awesome. Yeah, I like that she embraced it. She's like, she's a geek girl, I guess. She's excited. Well, yeah, which makes a lot of sense with her being so prevalent in fandom and fanfic and all. Well, agreed, and I think I think a lot of fandom spends a lot of time talking about that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. and so she's been very involved in that. I think that she would have a very honed sense of purpose in that sense. Well, it reflects like her belonging in fandom. They did well in the whole. She doesn't have a problem with being a superhero because. If you're in the fandom, you want those powers, and there wouldn't be a second where you would bemoan it. So I like that they made that connection and brought. But it she, through. I mean, at the same token, I wouldn't be surprised if someday she does have that moment mm-hmm. in Absolutely. the sense that, like, Absolutely. she has it's like, like in the in the beginning, she's excited. Oh, you, you wait till her first great fan. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is she like, loses. She hasn't yeah. actually had a big um, moment, you know, where she's actually lost something because of her powers. Yeah, you have your spot. I, I, I. I Comparing her to Spider-Man in terms of the sensibility of, mm. of the comic, you, you know, you're a teenage superhero, you're kind of carefree, you're having a good time. She hasn't had her Uncle Ben moment yet. Exactly. Yeah. Or her Gwen Stacy moment. And, yeah. and hopefully, I mean, I really hope she doesn't, but I do think it's coming. Yeah. I mean, because apparently they believe the only way to be a good superhero is if everyone you love is dead. Which, well, which Marvel, about, if you are listening, which I doubt you are, please don't do that. You can be a good superhero and have a support system. Yeah, we, do, we don't need to cry rivers. Oh, let me see that story. It never we'll happened. cry rivers anyway. <laughs> it's so true. I did have a moment when um, her father was so good with her. With no, get your mom out of here. <laughs> Eat this thing. Do you want to tell me? Oh, you don't. I'm still gonna be your dad because my dad's a lot like that. He's very supportive, but he understands discipline, and that was it was nice to see someone with an actual family member that was good at being a dad. And oh. you had that oh my god he's gonna die moment. I did a little. I was like, don't kill him. Now, as much as we're joking about it, I think if that moment is coming, it's a long way off. Because it feels like they're, they've they built this fun. they built this fun world with her family and her friends and her... I mean, I mean the villain's a cocktail. The villain's a cocktail. <laughs> I mean, come on. It can't, it can't be that serious. Exactly. So I think it's going to stay pretty lighthearted. Okay. You know, it's a, it's a teenage book. It's for, I would say, focused on a younger crowd. And what are you trying to say, Shelby? Or old. <laughs> wow. Yeah, not it's right out old. there. She's old, maybe. <laughs> I think she's the youngest of us. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them. So another cool thing that I, I do like is that it is removed from the Marvel Universe. For the most part. I mean, obviously, they pull right, in Wolverine. Touches. Well, you pull in Wolverine to every single Marvel comic every month. I mean, so I it was inevitable. <laughs> He's dead now, though, right? At least for the moment. I don't think well, they're yeah. in the middle of his death. They're going to kill him, yeah. Oh, okay. Don't yeah, worry. The dead. death of Wolverine is like this thing that's happening right now. Oh, God. But it's not. I don't think he's deadening it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they call it the death of Wolverine. I know that that's for sales reasons and yeah, stuff, uh-huh. but this is something I genuinely hate about comic books mm. is that they feel the need to give me the plot twist mm-hmm. to get me to buy it. Yep. I would rather read the plot twist. I don't know. No one's surprised now that he's going to die. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I would actually have rather been surprised by like the, like, the knowledge that Thor was going to lose the hammer and it was going to choose a woman next. I mean, how cool would it have been to actually get to read that in Instead a comic? Of being told Ex- early. Yeah, exactly. This is basically every. Yeah, basically every big thing that happens in comics. Because they, they do a press release, and so you know if a press release happens, they're like, "Well, I you know, genuinely actually like avoid them." The problem is, as I like, you hear, I love it. Twitter because that's so when my mom says, "Oh, I was on Yahoo News and I read this thing," and I'm and like, "Mom, like, when have we ever had a conversation <laughs> about comic books?" And all of a sudden, you want to talk about, <laughs> yeah. 
But it was on Yahoo News. Exactly. She was so proud of herself, too. It <laughs> breaks my heart. Well, the thing is that it starts with, like, actual comic entertainment news and people who read that. But then it filters down to, like, jokes on Twitter. And I can't, avo- I can't avoid jokes on Twitter. I yeah. mean, the Thor thing ended up on, like, Good Morning America, yeah. I think. So like, Good Morning America gives a crap. No. No. They well, they, they premiered that news on The View, mm-hmm. which was a giant Still tease. Still don't understand. It was a giant tease to me because I thought, okay, this is Marvel announcing that they're going to give a woman a lead role in a Black movie. Black Widow. It was going to be Black Widow. I thought they were going to do Captain Marvel. Marvel. But they were going to do a no. female-led movie. Anything no. at all. <laughs> but anyway, yes, she's removed from the Marvel Universe, and that's actually pretty awesome. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's in Jersey City. It's not in New York. It's mm-hmm. a smaller town. It gives it room to breathe. Yeah. I mean, the X-Men and the Avengers and Fantastic Four have their own stuff to do, so it makes sense that Kamala would be able to patrol this area well, on her own. It's, so also, it's, one, it's one title that I know I'm not going to have to worry about crossovers. Yes! And giant events. <laughs> God, I hate events. Marvel, you're not stop. listening. But, but don't stop. do this thing anymore. We hate it. Or at least, you know, two-year breaks. Giant event, two years. Giant mm-hmm. event. Like, they just finished Original Sin, and they're already going to do another one. No. So I actually have a question. So you know how they sent her the awesome puppy? Lockjaw. Right. Lockjaw. Because the Inhumans want to keep an eye on her? Mm-hmm. Because she's apparently Inhuman? Mm-hmm. That was actually, and you say that wasn't a crossover, but the, actually... That's true. The event that preceded the series was... And the Terrigen yeah, there was a Marvel-wide event where... I avoid those at all times. Yeah, this isn't happened... This, isn't this a makeup for um, Scarlet Witch, like, erasing mutants? Well, I mean, if you're equating mutants with new Inhumans. Okay. But basically, what happens is that it was, um, I believe, and they touched on it in Avengers Assemble mm-hmm. uh, and some other different books, but it was a it was a event that yeah. was in a bunch of books where King was, of uh, Adelon, Blackagar, Boltagon. No, no, <laughs> that's right. That's a real person. That's his name. Blackagar, Boltagon. Black oh. Bolt for short. Oh, my God. Dan Lee. <laughs> so racist. <laughs> he has so much racism. <sighs> black Bolt's not even black. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> Anyway, he doesn't talk though, right? No, he, he can't talk. I mean, if he talks, he levels mountains. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Anyway, he's super useful power. <laughs> so anyway, event wide, the, these these the Terrigen mist happens or mm-hmm. Terrigon, whatever, and Terrigon. there's all these there's all these <laughs> really yummy spice. Also, it'll give you superpowers. I don't want any more lip from you. <laughs> I'm gonna go home <laughs> and eat all our Terrigon. <laughs> Will I have powers? <laughs> if you destroy my house, I'm gonna be mad. Anyway, Terra. Now I don't even know what it's called. Terrigen. Something happened. And so there's all these cocoons all over the world, um, and people get caught up in them, and they emerge uh, with powers. And so she is the result of of she's wrapped up in a cocoon, and she emerges with these powers. That was really confusing in the first one, by the way, because at one point she's just standing there going, "Hey, Avengers, where'd you go?" And then suddenly she was in a cocoon. It was confusing. Yeah, the idea was she was hallucinating in the cocoon. And that happened to different. Yeah. So it happened to different people all over the world. And then that's, so that'll happen in the comics immediately preceding her. So is it just some random happenstance? No, that guy did it. It's a genetic thing. Okay. Yeah, that, that, um, on the, the Inhumans world, they have access to Terrigen Mist, and it used to be a, a thing that you had to, like, apply for, and you had to go through this whole huge process of proving that you were worthy of being exposed to the Terrigen Mist. I mean, I'm not against psychological trials to make sure you should have, have powers. powers. Yeah, but uh, a thing happened that I think we're just now finding out about in Original Sin, where 
Black Bolt found it necessary to basically drop a bomb on the world filled with Terrigen to expose everybody to the mist. So anybody who has a, an, an inhuman gen- genetic component would then tra- be transformed. Which is why that makes sense. I didn't understand why Zoe and her meathead boyfriend didn't have Yeah, because that was my whole thing was right. if, if so that Kamala mist... So has a genetic code. Disposition. Mm-hmm. Like, like a... A yeah, marker, if you there's will. a whole thing a where. Marker, thank you, a genetic marker. Yeah, because the 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 Inhumans were originally regular Earth humans who were snatched by the Kree and experimented on. Sure, as you do, as you do. <laughs> so they share genetic traits with some people still on Earth. Oh. So there you go. There we go. Inhumans make it more in- inhuman <laughs> for whatever whatever reason. Yeah. Also, Can I, I love say, Medusa. I would like She's to great. Go on the record, I've said this before. I dislike the term inhuman. Well, they're calling them new humans. Now. That's better. I do not like the term inhuman. It does not say positive superhero to me. Just me. Okay. I want to go on the record. <laughs> it's so noted in the books. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, moderator Shelby. So says Mark. Last thing I want to touch on. So say we all. So say we. <laughs> Last thing I want to touch on before we move on is uh, the legacy mm-hmm. that this character has. The, the cool thing for me is that there's not that many female characters that have a legacy that move on to another female character. And so in this instance, if you're not familiar, is she's taking on the, the mantle of Ms. Marvel, the old Carol Danvers, uh, who has moved on, promoted herself to <laughs> Captain Marvel. I'm sorry, Captain America promoted her to Captain. I think well, she promoted she herself. Put, uh, he, he had to talk her into it, so I'm saying Captain America promoted her. She outranks him. He didn't I don't. Him. She's a colonel, actually. I don't mm-hmm. care. He was uh, not when he she's was an su- Avenger. He was supportive friend Cap and encouraged her. I love their relationship. It's great. It's so adorable. All caps. <laughs> <laughs> all caps all the time. So I just love the idea that, you know, we see a young girl taking inspiration from a lady hero well, and it's, wanting it's, to emulate her. I think that's great. And it's you refreshing see- for all the legacy car- male. Exactly. Because, you know, you look at Carol Danvers and originally she's a legacy character from the original Captain Marvel who was a dude. But then she's got her Ms. Marvel. Exactly. And you see, you know, she was inspired by Carol Danvers. And, you know, they're both in the traditional old Ms. Marvel costume. (laughs) And in, you know, as her new position as Captain Marvel, she's, you know, seeing all the good she's doing and wanting to be just like her. I love it. I love that, too. Um, It's, you know, there's not very many. Yeah. No. Um, Which is nice. Because we were talking about it earlier, and we were thinking, like, Batgirl... For sure. But the, the mini Batgirls, um, and, you know, your original Barbara Gordon, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Kane eventually, you know, start looking up to Barbara Gordon more than Batman to a certain degree. Uh, yeah, um, exactly. And I feel like uh, she always has a really big role. Mm-hmm. Well, especially, in, uh, especially with Cass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Stephanie, though. Actually, well, and she's Stephanie a really too, yeah. good, I mean, not a spoiler, I guess, but once she get, becomes Batgirl, she has a pretty big role. Mm-hmm. More specifically, the... uh, Misfit. I think Misfit. specifically looks at Batgirl and wants to be Batgirl. Yes. Dark Vengeance! <laughs> oh, man. Misfit. How cute is she? You guys, she's going to be in Secret Six. Or, I hope. Well, right. Black Alice is definitely going to be in Secret Six. But Misfit should make an appearance, maybe. So we're hoping. Kill Simone. Come on, Gail. Thing. Do it for us. We love you. <laughs> we love you so much. Uh, so that didn't get creepy. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I think, I mean, all around two thumbs up for Ms. Marvel. Uh, definitely read this thing yes, and keep right. reading it. It's worth your time. 10 out of 10 would read again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The art is super fun. I, the I art's re- great. Oh, we never talked about the art. The art is oh, great. Art. Both I loved, artists. Yeah. I loved the that one um, full page spread in the second, I think, so I think it must be issue number seven, where she and Wolverine are coming out of the tunnels. In the, and it's, yeah. 
sort of set up, sort of like a like a Nintendo game almost, or like a maze mm-hmm. with panels. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Too. It was great. very very cool. But in general, art awesome. I, I like the art when it's. I like that when it's up close, you get all the details, and when it's far away, it's a little less detailed and it looks a little silly. But I think it adds to what they're trying to do with this book, where it's kind of fun. yeah, she's a who's superhero, but it's a more fun title. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that really goes goes well with the stretchy nature of her powers. Okay, cool. Let's move on to games. All right. So, oh my god, I'm so excited for games. So to wrap up our podcast this week, uh, I put together a game for the, our other three co-hosts, and uh, the way it works is I'm going to give a category title, and I'm going to need each of you to name something in that category. All and right. there's a limited number of answers, and you'll all go in a row until one of you cannot answer, then you're out. And once the second person can't answer, or we run out of possible answers. <laughs> We either award the point to the last person standing, or we close the category, no one gets the point. Ten categories, person with the most points, the end of the game wins. So, first round, we're going to start with Monica. Oh, good. Then move to Jackie, and then move to B. So, <sighs> no pressure. So, our first category, and you guys should really be prepped for this one, I need you to give me the name of anyone that's been Batman, Robin, or Batgirl. Oh, oh man. Monica. Bruce Wayne, obviously. I'm going to go with the easy answer. Correct. Stephanie Brown. Correct. She's been a lot of things, actually. Uh, Dick Grayson. Correct. Monica. I would like to point out that I'm not a DC person. This oh, my God. Whatever. Wine, wine, wine. But here we go. The one that I like. Can I say Red Hood? What is his name? You no. You say his actual name. Uh, his name. No. Okay, she failed at this point. This is a long time. Uh, Tim Drake. <laughs> it's not Red Hood. I know that. But Tim Drake counts. Jackie. Uh, we're going with Barbara Gordon. Correct. Jason Todd. That'd be the one you <laughs> Come on. Uh, Cass Kane. Look at you. She's got a great dad. I love her. Yeah. Uh, Asriel? Correct. If I beat you in this category. <laughs> um, um, did, did you already say Chad? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Can I not pull this out? Three. Two. I'm, I'm out. One, and B is out. Yes! Monica? I don't have another one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk, um, but I got, I got aim before her. Jackie, you name one, you win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've already said a lot. You guys so much dead air. <laughs> Dick. John, you can edit this in post, right? <laughs> John. John. Damn it, John. Oh my god. Three more can... seconds. Come on. How come I can't pull this out? Three. I don't know, buddy. Two. Uh, one. I'm oh, missing a Robin. Damn. No, Damien. Damien. Oh! Damien. She said it after you said one. It doesn't matter. We would have gone Man. on to the next round. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I forgot Damien. I love him so much. We, we would have gone back to you for another try to close oh. this category. So, Jackie wins. Um, <gasps> one point for Jackie. Yes, that was close. Oh my god. <sighs> the other answers that were missed Terry McInnes. Carrie Kelly, oh. and Helena Bertinelli. Oh. Okay, does she actually does she count? She does count, she but we don't like just, it. Just because of No Man's Land? She counts in my heart, B. Well, how dare you? <laughs> Everything counts. Even the most obscure ones count, guys. Keep that All in right. mind for the next round. All right. Next! Win round two, we will be starting with Jackie. Okay. This is a shorter category. Beware. Okay. We're looking for Marvel heroes that have something to do with a spider. So there are names. Spider-woman. Correct. Are we looking for titles or their actual names? Eh. <laughs> okay, then Spider Girl. Spider Man. Very good. <laughs> Black Widow. Correct. 
And she, three, two, one. And about, want to get name one or Jackie wins another category? Come on. I want to say there's something like black arachnid, but that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Rhyme recluse. <laughs> that is a wrong answer. I have nothing. All right. We are left with Scarlet Spider, what? Arachne. Come on. No. Isn't that close? No, that, that was kind of not close. close. You did not no. even know that was a thing. You were just no. making words up. And we would have accepted Venom. So Jackie wins her. Oh! Yay! Oh. Gotta throw it out kids. It is obscure. Okay, so we're yes. getting the hang of it. Okay. <laughs> Alright kids, um, number three. We, I want you, and we're limiting this to DC and Marvel. Please name for me live action TV shows based on comic books. Oh, man. Starting with B. The Incredible Hulk. Yes, ma'am. Arrow. Batman. And Robin, I guess. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Wait, are we doing movies and TV shows? Uh, just TV shows. It was a TV show in the You're 60s. right, Batman and Robin. You're right. Uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smallville. Gotham. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Constantine. Yes, ma'am. Flash. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, new fall TV. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, what do you got? Uh, do cartoons count? No, live action. Live action, right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we found her crystal yeah. And you're done. Hey. Wonder Woman. Yes. Oh, right. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's correct. Oh! <laughs> How did I not get that? Agent Carter. Does the single episode uh, Wonder Woman starring Tyra from Friday Night No, it never aired. No. Never aired. It was produced. <laughs> so. Three seconds. Fine. Um, they're doing a new Teen Titans no. live action. They are. It's on the CW. It does not count. It's they're not. It's not it. announced. It's, it's not. Casting does not count. Fine, then I'm out. The beat has victory for you. Oh, you're going to yes. be sad. We missed Lois and Clark. We missed Lois and Clark. Oh! <laughs> I love that show. The Adventures of Superman, Superboy, Swamp Thing, Flash 91, Human Target, iZombie, and The Amazing Spider-Man. Wait, Human Target? Absolutely, kids. Look it up. Oh, no, <laughs> that's right. It is a comic book. I love that show. Well, can not we, enough to can remember. Can No. No. <laughs> Moving on. Category number four. We are looking for House Diffraction Comics. Any Ooh. title that they wrote by Kelly Sue DeConnick or Matt Fraction. Yeah, I get to start this one. You get to start. Hawkeye. Jackie. Captain Marvel. I wish I put these in alphabetical order. See your eyes. Avengers Assemble. Pretty Deadly. Which is amazing DC stuff. FF. Mm-hmm. B. Uh, Iron Fist. I don't know. I'm out. Damn it. I'm Is that Jackie? Um, wait, wait. Can you do new stuff? I just thought of one. You're out. Damn it. <laughs> Invincible Iron Man. Uh, Bitch Planet. That was the one I just thought of. <laughs> Jackie. Um, Casanova. Barbarella. Yeah. 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 It's not on my list, but everything seems confident. It starts like next week. All right, then I'll allow it. She also did a one from a long time ago. Mm. Jackie? Ghost. Uh, sex Criminals. Avengers Assembled. I'm sorry, Jackie. That one's already been taken. taken no. So. B wins this Come category. On! So you guys missed so Satellite many. Sam. That was my next one. Uncanny X-Men. Punisher War Journal. Thor. The Mighty Thor. Fear to itself. Defenders, Avengers vs. X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Odyssey. 
Oh. Oh my god, you guys, I'm so I was excited gonna about say Odyssey. Odyssey looks great. The art is super weird, and I'm all about it. Side note, I had to explain gender bent to someone at work the other day because I was talking to them about it. Oh, Don't interrupt game time, guys. Sorry. Okay, ready? Next one, we're going a little off topic here. Jackie, you're really going to like this one. I'm excited. And you're starting us off. Please name kids in Harry Potter's year. Kids in Harry Potter's year? Mm-hmm. Jacob Malfoy. <laughs> wow. Not at all surprised. Dean Thomas. Bit that for me from our TV section. <laughs> Seamus Finnegan. Hermione Granger. Yeah, you have to get him out of the way. Neville Longbottom. Gotta steal him from you guys. Uh, Pavardi Patil. Ron Weasley. Padma Patil. <laughs> <laughs> Lighter. Um, brown, brown, brown. Lavender brown. Oh my god, really? Um, in his actual year? Mm-hmm. All houses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, um, Pansy Parkinson. <laughs> Year B to close out the category for a win. We need an answer. Cho Chang. Cho Chang nope. was a year above no. Harry Potter. Damn it. Back to Jackie. You get another guess. Um, what did I get a guess? Because they both missed. Man. Okay. I can do this. This is a thing I can do. You got three, <laughs> two, oh. one. Oh, no. B. Can you finish? Please, Zabini. That is correct. Damn it. <laughs> also had Zachariah Smith. Right? No, no he's, he's younger. younger. Oh, I'm so glad it was late. So, so we missed Theodore Not, Daphne Greengrass, Ernie uh. McMillan, Justin Finch Fletchley, Susan Bones, Hannah Abbott, Abbott, Lisa Turpin. Dude, Hannah who cares about the Hufflepuffs? Anthony Goldstein, Whoa. Michael Porter, Mandy Brocklesworth, Terry Boot, and kids. You know who else we missed? We missed Harry Potter. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you said it's Harry Potter's year. Is he I mean, not him. Is he in his own year? <laughs> phrasing. phrasing. I call shenanigans phrasing on Harry Potter. No. Uh, use your common sense. We lost this, Whoa. fair and square. I'm upset. I'm upset. I'm disappointed all of us. We obviously need to All right, this. score break. B's up. Three to two. Yeah. To Jackie, Monica, you don't have any. Monica, you're at big zero, Five. but. <laughs> I deserve that zero. I worked hard for it. All right, we're going off. Also, I would like to point out, you picked a DC thing, and I'm, I don't read DC. Oh, please. Oh, Harry Potter was is in your wheelhouse. I understand, but it's in everyone's, and I don't read DC. Sounds like a person. All right, next one, moving on. Also, not a comics one, but I believe most of you are familiar with this. I'm looking for Battlestar Galactica pilot call signs. Oh, Ooh. oh my God, I'm not gonna. <laughs> this is gonna be rough. <laughs> Starting with B. Starbuck. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, Apollo. Mm-hmm. Hot dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I remember that was a joke. Cat. Mm-hmm. That was her call sign. Was just cat. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the down mark? It's something with corn. Corn husker. No. I'm sorry. It was just husker. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie. This game is the worst. Um. I can't believe I went out before Jack. Which is since I don't apparently know them. Um, nugget. No, that's just what they call the new ones. Yes. Three. Two. 
One B for the win. Athena. Correct. Man. I'm the worst. Also boomer. <laughs> yeah, we race got... and uh, racetrack. That's right. My favorite. Okay, you can stop bragging now. Hilo, boomer, showboat, narcho, red wing, hardball, bulldog, jolly, karma, racetrack, skulls, crashdown, duck, gonzo, long shot, chuckles, and hammerhead. I memorized them all. I don't even have a list. <laughs> she has a list. All right, guys. Another short one, starting with Monica. Please name an actor that played Batman. Ooh. Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Jackie. Val Kilmer. Adam West. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> George Clooney. Dang it! Yeah, she almost didn't get it. Is it just? It's just Batman. It's just Batman, and I gotta say, the three that are left, any of you can call out any of these names right now, you'll get the point. Does it include their work on the cartoon? Yes. Crap. Um, Is that gonna help you? Yes, I know his face. He He's um, Pike from Star Trek. And what's his name? Oh, Captain Pike from Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> Not unless anybody? He was Angela, no, he was... Murdered the murdered husband in the Tommy Lee Jones vehicle. Okay, what's his Double name? Double Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Pike. His name is Captain his Pike. His name is Captain Pike. I appreciate I that you know Anybody? so much about him, but not his name. All right, kids. Um, we're going to X out this category. The answer you're looking for is Kevin Conroy. Damn it. Also, Lewis Wilson and Robert Lowry. 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 All right. Next category, I believe we are in... Lucky number eight, which is not lucky at all. Uh, please name for me women in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting with Jackie. Cinematic? Yes. Um, Black Widow. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Jane Foster. Science. <laughs> Science for the win. <laughs> Abigail. Oh, wait, is she in the movies? No, she's not in the movies. Um, We're also including Gwen a shield. Uh, cinematic universe? Mm -mm. That's not a Marvel that's movie. Sony. That's a Sony. That's a Sony film. That's outside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'll are give we, you. Are that. we being that? We are, but okay. I'm gonna give you that to go ahead and do another. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So we're only doing the Marvel movies. Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Shield. I don't get the Teen Titans show, and she did better. We didn't qualify it, <laughs> and that was fair. Marvel Cinematic. Okay, that's fine. Based on Marvel comic books Marvel is what I was thinking. Magic. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't qualify it. Go on. Um, okay, so now I'm going to say other things mm -hmm. that include... <laughs> John, you got this in post, right? <laughs> John. Pull your weight, John. 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 Uh, is there anyone? This is really sad. Three, oh, so much. two, one. A name. <laughs> Jackie's out after three. B. Pepper Potts. Rude. Peggy Carter. Victoria Hand. Nice pull. Betty Ross. Also a nice pull. That's what I was trying to think of. I kept thinking her name was Betsy, and it's wrong. Um, Melinda May. Guy. Gemma Simmons. Um, I had it in my brain. Darcy. <laughs> there aren't <laughs> enough ladies. Damn it. Got three, two, one, name. Akila Amador. What? Sorry, what? She's in uh, Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. Akila Amador. She uh, was um, uh, Coulson's protege with a thing in her face in one of the episodes. I accept this just on knowledge that I assume that you're right. <laughs> uh, the girl in the flower dress. We're going to be that obscure about Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters. 
fine. Like, oh no, things have gone weird. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh my god. She's not gonna get it anyway. Can I give me an A and B? Three, two. I'm out. You're out. And you give me an name and you win. Gamora. There we oh, go. Oh shit. And also Monica. Sick. And oh, we also would have had Frigga, Nebula, Nova Prime, and Sharon Carter. Oh. The worst. Did I finally win one? You sure did. And I won the ladies one. You sure I'd did. like to point out, I, I <laughs> won the ladies one. I'm really proud of you. I'm not even that good at ladies. Good I won the ladies one. All right, guys. Two categories left. It's still anyone's game. Mathematically. <laughs> What's our current score? Um, Monica won. B three, Jackie two. Okay. B four, Jackie two. Actually, I believe. So someone might mathematically be out of it now. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> is that someone me? It sure is. Okay. All right, kids. Um, we're gonna count both comics and prose books and count them as a series. Um, give me titles by Greg Rucka. Ooh. Starting with Monica. Queen of Country, Volume 1. Oh, wait. They're all counting gonna... as one. Dang it! Queen of Country! Which is yeah, the volume number. <laughs> Queen of Country, Issue 1. <laughs> Alpha. And that counts as Bravo 2, guys. Oh, okay. So, like, the Jad Bell series just counts as one? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Alright. Batman, No Man's Land. Catwoman. That counts as Detective Comics, but I'm counting it. Lazarus. Wonder Woman. Okay, uh, sorry. I always get him and Ed Brubaker mixed up, I know, and I feel too. like I'm a terrible <laughs> person. Um, they're both so good at work. They're both so good. But I need an answer, Jackie. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, uh, the, the face. Oh, my God. How am In I three, getting this wrong? Two. No. One. Oh, I need an answer. Damn it. Oh, no. And Jackie, you're out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> B. The Atticus Kodiak series? Very good. I was saving that nice to win pull. this category, you're a jerk. Monica? Excellent. You got an answer for me? No, I was so damn focused on Atticus Kodiak that I do not have any answers. And that closes out the category. Oh, I had one more. Well, go ahead, finish for bonus points. Uh, Punisher Warzone. Just Punisher, but I'll give it to you because it oh. was extra. Okay. All right, we would have we left I off. Should have known that one. I'm embarrassed. That's the one with the jam pantry line. You know what I? You know what I remembered, you guys, that I didn't say it was Huntress. Cry for blood. Oh, the one with yeah. the face. Yeah, no face. There's also Action Comics, Adventures of Superman, Batman, Death of the Maidens, Batman, Huntress, Cry for Blood, Checkmate, Crime Boggle, oh, Final Crisis Revelations, The OMAC Project, Electra, Wolverine, Stumptown, Whiteout, and Super Extra Bonus Com Points for his web comic, Lady Saber. Oh, I got Lady Saber! Stumptown. Damn it. Yeah, Stumptown just had a new one come out. The problem right. with this game is you're on, like, pressure and then your mind blanks. Yes. That's exactly right. That's why I'm having a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard, you guys. And last category that I think you're all going to I think we're going to close this one out, to okay. be honest with okay. you. And it's just for shits and giggles because he's already won. But please, yeah. for me, starting mm -hmm. with, I believe, Jackie. Uh-huh. Anyone that's been a member of the Secret Six. Anyone who's been a member of the mm -hmm. Secret Six. All right, we're going to start this off with Scandal, Savage. Mm -hmm. Deadshot. Catman. We love Catman. <laughs> Ragdoll. Mad Hatter. Bane is my second favorite. Oh, Bane. Jeanette. Mm -hmm. 
the violinist. Isn't he just like the mad violinist, or does he have like a name? He has a slightly different name. I'll give you one chance to guess it. I'm never gonna guess. <laughs> <laughs> you reached a little early, so I've the fiddler. Ah, oh. and you're out, B. Does Amanda Waller count? No, she does not. Come on, the <laughs> wall. Jackie, oh, uh, give me an answer and you win. My answer to win will be. Guess <laughs> 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 how she's cheating right now. By cheating. I mean cheating. <laughs> I mean we need to throw some flags. There needs to be a review. I have uh, Do you see how you're helping her right now? <laughs> Look. Sadly, no. No sports metaphors in um, this podcast. Shoot, what is her name? That's the question. Needing uh, <laughs> <laughs> to answer. I want to say Artemis, and I know it's That's wrong. wrong. So up for grabs. First person with an answer wins. Black Alice? There you go. Ah! And B extends her lead and destroys Knockout! Knockout! Her name is Knockout! Knockout! We also would have accepted King Shark. Oh! He's a shark! He's a shark! I forgot about King Shark! How could you possibly? Uh, Cheshire, Parademon, Harley Quinn, Lady Vic, Dwarf Star, and Gigantus. Oh, Gigantus. I love Parademon and, um... Parademon, how cute was that? Ragdoll. Ragdoll. And so by a humiliating... Oh my god. Six to three to one... Uh-huh. Sorry, six to two to one victory. Uh, B runs away with it. And, yeah. Uh, I would like to also go on the record. The DC one shouldn't count. It should be five to three to one. Don't be a sore You're loser. Just be a loser. Noted <laughs> and disregarded. Come on. <laughs> <clears throat> you do get a prize, B, and that prize is my ever longing respect. <laughs> really? And not ours. Wow. <laughs> Um, you're officially uh, the leader on the leaderboard with one awesome. point in uh, our game time. So stay tuned for our, the second annual game time <laughs> around this time next year. We'll see if you can uh, defend your title. All right. So next time, since you're going to listen again because you love us, clearly, we are going to be reading Black Widow. The new Black Widow. Yeah. The new Black Widow. The first ten issues, art by Phil Noto. Oh, Phil Noto. So if you'd like to grab those 10 issues and read along with us, we'll be here next month. At the end of our podcast, we next time we want to open it up to any uh, any questions, fan mail, comments, hate mail. hate mail. Anything you want to throw at us, really. Recipes. Hit us up at, at mm-hmm. Get Interrupted on Twitter or shoot us an email at getinterrupted at gmail.com. We also want to give a shout out to our parent network, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Not LG at notlg.com where you can find the home of many other quality podcasts such as this. So thank you guys all for joining us, and I hope to see you here next month. Because we have snacks. We have snacks. We have snacks. We have snacks. Night of the Living 